0: as a veteran a small business owner what can we do for you what we can all do for all veteran business owners is promote each other
1: my main mission was to look at tools of technology to leverage small business and give them more of a competitive advantage my mission for
2: veteran
3: bargains is very simple to help
2: vets
0: that story in itself to
2: run for business city council is a journey
3: Uh, I think this is an opportunity to really collaborate with those gone before us. It's really kind of a labor of love.
2: And now your host.
0: Welcome. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. I am Laura Torres, your host for this episode of Veterans Radio Show. And in the back, we have Michael Woods. Uh, and in the background, also, we have our CEO and founder, uh, Joe Molina. And uh, today, on this episode five, we have communities in action. We have some the pleasure of having two amazing guests from our local community in the South Cal area. Mike Monroe, uh, membership and development from the Murrieta um, Windermar Chamber of Commerce, as well as Scott Arganian, Dir- Deputy Director of uh, Director Services in Economic Development for the city of Marietta. And so with that, I would like to introduce our guests, as well as Joe Molina, to join me and uh, open it up for them to come on over and share with us about, a little bit more about what's going on in our local community. It's in action. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Fantastic.
2: Thank you for having
0: us. Joe, great. Thank you, me
1: so much. you. Well, thank you, Laura, and thank you, uh, Scott and Mike, for uh, coming out to the show t- uh, this afternoon. Uh, it's, it's always been a pleasure working with with the uh, um, uh, with with you guys, and whether we are doing mixers or we are doing entrepreneurship classes, uh, the City of Murieta and the uh, Mura General Commerce. I've always been an extremely supporter of of the veteran community. And uh, so we wanted to uh, make sure that you guys will come on board and share with our veteran community what things are happening, especially now that we're getting ready to be back in business and what we call, you know, reopening for business, getting back on business and, and see what resources, what type of assistance we can provide to the veteran community. So I just wanted to quickly give you a quick welcome and thank you very much for being so uh, supportive of our ve- veteran community and a strong supporters for the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Laura, I'll give this back to you. And, um, please, uh, yes. Thank
0: you, Joe. And uh, just so you know just in a little bit we'll get into a little bit more of what uh the chamber is doing as well as the studio Merida is doing to support the military community but i wanted to give you a chance for you gentlemen to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself how you are connected to our veteran chamber of commerce or better yet our military community so, and right. I'll start with so, you,
2: uh, Scott. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Mike with a Y. <laughs> so uh, as Scott likes to say, I'm Mike Monroe or Mike with a Y for some reason. Um, I am your membership and business development uh, uh, representative for the murrieta Waldemar Chamber of Commerce. Um I met Joe and uh, was associated with the, um, and started really digging in with the veteran community here, um, not only through the Veterans Business Action Committee that meets at the Murrieta Innovation Center once a month, um, but I just tend to, to gravitate towards veteran business um, and just veterans in general. It's it's kind of a crazy thing that has always just been um, a part of my life, so um Through the uh, Veterans Business Action Committee, I met Joe and um, got a really good feel for the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. Um, And frankly, you guys are doing such wonderful things uh, for the veteran community, uh, especially since, especially in here, Southwest Riverside County, um, veterans actually make up 7% of the population um, which is a huge number, um, and I, I think that's a big part of the proximity to all the bases that are out here. So that's a quick synopsis of uh, of you know how I, I got involved with the Veterans Chamber. Um, but ultimately, you know, uh, it's it's like they say, you know. Uh, some gave some, some gave all, and um, I want to give all I can to uh, to make sure that um, I can be the best uh, champion for better veteran business. So.
0: And we appreciate you being with us and being part of our chamber and part of our network for our small businesses. So thank you so much for that. What about you, Scott? How are you connected? And tell us just a little bit about yourself. Hey, Laura.
3: So my name is Scott Agajani, and I'm from the city of Marietta. I work in economic development. Uh, one of the things that we do in economic development is we try to help existing businesses either stay here in the community but also grow here in the community and we couldn't have better partners than the Chambers of Commerce that we're with today. The Mirren Wildemar Chamber of Commerce is absolutely second to none in chamber world. Um, they are the greatest, largest, strongest chamber I have ever seen uh, from a from a local community chamber of commerce to assist small business. And then you've got the Veterans Chamber of Commerce, which you guys really specialize in focusing on veteran needs. And as Mike so aptly put it, we have a lot of veteran needs here. There's a lot of veterans in this community who, after you know, serving time and working out of Camp Pendleton or working in the region, come here and want to... Us- open a business or get into entrepreneurship and start their next career. And we're so fortunate to have a Veterans Chamber of Commerce that's here to assist them. We've had some great programs with you guys. Uh, Our our incubator that we use to start businesses is called the Myriad Innovation Center. And we're fortunate enough to have partners in the Myriad Innovation Center that focus just on veteran needs like the Veteran Business Action Community, or I'm sorry, Veteran Business Action Committee and the Valley Resource Center. So we do a lot of work in the veteran space just trying to make sure that they have all the tools and resources they could possibly need, but nobody does it better than the chamber. So everyone out there, if you have not joined a chamber of commerce, join a chamber of commerce, get involved. The veterans chamber, I think, is free. They just want to help you. Never pass up a free chamber that wants to help you. And the of our Chamber of Commerce is a fantastic deal. They're almost free, and the value that they give is crazy. So get involved in your community, be a community steward, and give back to the next generation. Who's a veteran? So want to start
0: their businesses. That's right, and we appreciate your your leadership as well and your partnership and the opportunity to collaborate with you. Because, like you mentioned, we we are we bring in uh, both areas of support. You bring in the city and the local connections, and then we're bringing the veteran community, and and then it's a win win for everyone, right? Now, in in regards to current services, and to, you, to highlight a little bit about what you have to bring in, these have been very uncertain times, in, and not just for the veteran community, for everyone in, in our current area. So, Scott, I'm going to start with you and ask you, what are some of the current services uh, available uh, as we continue to transition into the, this COVID-19 um, time, time span?
3: So, COVID-19 has kind of changed the direction of what everyone was doing, right? If, if you remember a couple months ago, we had a booming economy, we had new business that it, it been starting at a rate never before seen we were really starting to form our own regional economy here where people are starting to have the opportunity to live here but have a full high paying job here that would allow them to you know raise a family in this community and so things were really on the right track and then check covid and and the pandemic caused stay at home orders business closures and you know right now we're seeing nobody's struggling more than small businesses so the role that we have as a city really changed from one of uh, general support services and helping people get through entitlement processes and open new businesses uh, to one of being a resource provider and trying to make sure that people have information about what the newest services are. And the services are changing constantly. Um, One thing I'll note is please check out the City of Marietta webpage. Uh, We have a COVID response page to it and there's a business COVID response page to it under economic development, you will find the most up-to-date information on all the services out there. But as you know, um, there's been no shortage of different funding sources and assistance programs out there to help small businesses. Everything from pandemic unemployment insurance, which allows people to get unemployment insurance even if they weren't working a traditional job, even if they were a business owner or a gig worker, you have the opportunity to go out there and get funding that will help you right now just for a stable source of income. So please, if you have not filled out the application for pandemic unemployment insurance assistance, PUA, it is on the EDD website page. Make sure you go on there and do that. Uh, everything from SBA loans like the IDLE program and the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, for businesses that want to keep their employees. Um, all of these programs are out there, and as they come, we are very quick to make sure we share them with the community, but there's also some additional local resources. You know, localism is one of the big things you hear being talked about right now. Um, it's it's mentioned uh, by our governor just about every single day, but you're finding a lot of local resources out there. city of myriad of businesses qualify for a county loan program, which is run by Riverside County and Ampac. The flyer for that will be available on my webpage. Uh, there's two programs. One is, is a forgivable loan, which means you can get a grant for up to $15,000. And the second one is a loan for 15 to $30,000. These are local programs to try to keep businesses stabilized right now during this time. So while everything did kind of shift, uh, the, the goal hasn't shifted. The goal is to help maintain existing businesses, keep them existing, and help businesses that are, are finding opportunity during this time to grow and flourish. So it is all about business service. And today that has a lot to do with just providing information.
0: In regards to the local chamber um, in the South Gall area and Riverside, what is your chamber offering in support for small businesses to get back on track as as we transition through these COVID nineteen experiences?
2: And it's it's been a, just a crazy journey since March, um, and it's ever changing. Okay. So. I feel like every week we're doing something different to to help small business, uh, medium business, and even big business get back to business as quick as possible. So initially, um, as the... Um, this whole thing hit. Our big goal was to, especially in the restaurant community, compile the kind of services that they were offering because um, restaurant and entertainment were hit first and hardest um, and tried to uh, to get that message out there. And I'm pleased to tell you that um, it had only almost 150,000 hits just in the first uh, couple of days because the community was really um Looking for those places to to go and eat, and they it's it's really a special community here in Southwest Riverside County. We tend to really think it as a tribe and really come out and help each other in these times of crises. So um, that was one of the first things that we did, um, and then as we moved into the the federal government, especially having these programs. Um, like the PPP and the SBA's uh, idle loans, um, there was a lot of questions that surrounded that. So um, still, for those folks that are looking into those programs, or especially the local programs that the county has put together, um, we've been helping local business owners, whether a veteran or um, or regular business owners, navigate some of the complexities of those programs there. Um, but as of um, as of right now, and uh, Scott and I actually are working really hard on this. Um, one of the coolest things that I think that we're doing to bring business back to business um, is we have these back to biz kits that we're um, we're working with, and we partnered with a slew of local businesses, which I think again is a testament to the community that we live in. Um, that is is almost like a utopia in the sense that people actually come together and get the job done. It's amazing. Um, so we have um, like graphics that. Have been donated by uh, Signs by Tomorrow, as well as uh, banners from R and R Business Solutions out of Menifee. Sherry over at Fast Signs are doing floor decals for social distance or sorry, Scott—physical distancing um, mm-hmm. for physical distancing. There, um, the city of Murrieta has provided a bunch of information as well as bags. Uh, Rotary Club as well as the school district have put together these 3D printed face shields. They're amazing. Their uh, their engineering department at Murrieta Valley High School built these 3D. Uh, printed face shields. Um, So the idea is that we have these bags that um, because the attestation was approved and a lot of these, especially restaurants, are are going back to business, we're physically bumping into these places. Hey, here's your back to business bag. Um, These are all things that you need to get rock in. Please look at the county's um, guidelines on how to do business safely during this whole COVID thing. Um, And just really trying to be proactive in that, 30,000 foot view, but unique business need uh, functionality. So, I mean, it, we can't be everything to everyone, but we want to be something specific to each one of the businesses that we represent, which is really cool. Um, I think the biggest thing that has been overarching through this entire um, crisis, if you will, has been our communication. Um it's a huge problem just in general with the massive misinformation that finds its way out there. Um, it drives me nuts. Um, so one of the things we've really, really focused in on is being that authority um, locally here that is giving the right information out to the business owners. Um, Cause especially circling around the PPP program there, um, there was so many Google ads and things that went out that were just these predatory websites um, of people trying to capture this bad information and um, I'm, I'm happy to say it, I don't feel like any of that was coming from the local area here um, but that's that was probably one of the most important things um, that we've done to really be um, you know proactive in this so.
0: And I'm glad that you guys are keeping an eye on all of these uh, predatory practices and and and, 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 and potential harm, harmful harmful uh, you know companies that are targeting our community or local community, because it's important that we really uh, try to support each other, but with legit resources. And now in in an effort to help identify uh, further resources and and encourage our businesses to really take uh, a more proactive approach into reopening, our governor today made a very important announcement. And so I want to get on to a Scott and say, and ask him, what can small businesses in the local South Cal area be doing to start preparing for reopening?
3: That, that Mike and I started talking about uh, when this happened, when the pandemic broke out, the, the initial plan was, let's plan what it looks like when we go back to business. Um, that was the, the, the original considerations we had was, we can't do a lot of good today, but we can definitely be prepared for things when they go back to normal. And so while things certainly aren't normal, um, there's a new environment that businesses need to adapt to. And and one compliment I'd like to make both to the veterans chamber and the Muir and chamber is the adaptive nature of their business that they became an online force that they, they figured out ways to bring large groups of people together and share information in a new way, but still kept everybody connected, which is why I don't like the word, I like the word physical distancing. I don't like uh, social distancing because I don't think we oh, should man. ever be socially isolated. Um, but I, I, so I think you guys have done a great job on that. And, and I think that's been a key along the way, but, our plan has always been there's going to be a day when we get back to business. Things, things become challenging, but they don't stay that way forever. Um, so another thing you'll find on our website is a business resource guide that we made that goes industry by industry and provides tips on best practices for getting open. What kind of safety procedures you should have for your customers, what kind of expectations they should have walking into your business, how you should be posting this kind of information. Uh, Mike drilled down a little bit on the, the back to business reopening kits that we're working on, our swag packs for businesses that are, are getting back to opening up. And uh, we've been working in a partnership group with not just the city of Marietta, but the Marietta Public Library, the Marietta Valley Unified School District, um, the software engineers group that works out of the Marietta Innovation Center, and a handful of local businesses. They went right to 3D printing to try to make masks and shields and ear guards uh, for everything from our assisted living facilities to our hospitals to our, our safety personnel. And they've been doing this for free and they've been doing this for months. So uh, they were actually featured recently on the County of Riverside's uh, daily program and they showed a video about this. It's a really great program and this is just one of many things that are happening around the community as we watch businesses refocus uh, their efforts and change the way that they do business, much in the way that the chambers have, in order to uh, fit into today's environment and meet the challenges. So um, being prepared, I think, is one of the most important things we can talk about right now. It is for restaurants, how are you going to reopen? If you have dine-in availability now, are you how are you going to do your spacing how are you going to bring in your guests what are you going to post for them at the door what is your sanitation procedures going to look like and how are you going to make it clear to the guests who are coming in who have concerns that you created an environment that is safe for them uh, one of the things the city of Marietta did oh no go ahead keep going uh, one of the things the city of Marietta did on the day that they announced the opening of dining and retail was we announced a new program for outdoor dining seating so on, on the same day that they announced that we can have dining We recognize that restaurants are going to have a challenge keeping all of their their patrons inside because they're not going to have as much occupancy as they used to. So we came out with a program that allows them to use outside space to kind of take their customers that may have been dining inside and bring them outside in a safe way that allows them to serve as many people as they possibly can but keep them physically distanced from one another. So um, no matter what industry you're in, we're looking at ways to try to enhance the experience so that you can perform your company and your business and, and your procedures but do it in a safe way with any assistance that we can get from
0: the city. I appreciate that and when when you were talking and I didn't mean to interrupt you I was just celebrating because we have been able to pivot uh, to our local community and really support local businesses to, to enhance their practices and also be able to reach in a new ways, uh, the market, the local market and, and the communities. And with that being said, I'd like to take a little break. If you're just joining us, uh, this is a Veterans Radio Show and I'm your host, Laura Torres. We are on episode four to uh, five, talking with uh, Scott uh, Arginian and Mike Monroe. Mike with a Y. I like to say that because it's just going to be fun to say that from now on. With a Y, that's right. And uh, Mike is from the city of... Um, the Chamber of uh, Wendemar and uh, Marietta. And Scott is from the city of Marietta. And so we're talking today about community in action, getting back into best practices as we continue to transition through this COVID 19. And what is our local community in the Sakhal area doing to support our veteran community as well as our small businesses? Now, Mike, I would like to get, get back to you. I know Scott mentioned a little bit about, you know, educating our community, supporting with uh, best practices and how to do online ordering and all those things. What about in your, um, in your sector, in your community, through the chamber? What are some of the virtual options that you have been able to uh, perhaps encourage or teach our small businesses about online orderings, virtual meetings? How have you pivoted your practices?
2: And, I mean, it was a full 180 there because um, the chamber historically is, uh, you know, big events with lots of people shaking hands and kissing babies, uh, which are all things that we cannot do right now. So we uh, we had to really turn on the dime there. Um, and I, I think there's a good point to bring up of of that, that uncomfortability of pivoting sometimes um ceo of the myriad oldemar chamber of commerce uh, patrick ellis is a prime example of that um because january and february Moving into that, it was um, like pulling teeth sometimes uh, for, for him to get on and do the, uh, the video uh, updates because he just wasn't comfortable doing it. Now you watch him, he's like a newscaster. It's insane. Um, he's been quick with the updates. Um, he's even done a few of them from his car, And I got to say, it's it's been tremendous to, to see his leadership through this trying time. Um, But I think he is a a great example of of pivoting and turning on a dime and doing things that are uncomfortable to you because it's for the greater good, essentially. Um, So as far as the um, the online ordering and things of that nature, I know the restaurant community has really been hit um, some of the hardest. Um, And for the pivot, what's crazy is that there's actually been a few restaurants that I'm working with currently um, that have become more profitable through this uh, this whole pandemic because their overhead has gone way down. From the things that they need within the dining room, as well as their staffing has gone way down, too. Um, So the again, the community just tends to come out in force. And there's a few businesses that I know that have actually become more profitable through these um, these online orders and the uh, the pickup and deliveries kind of thing. Um, so if you are in a, um, a business that is considering online orders, whether it be retail and or uh, restaurant, food, dining, any of that stuff, uh, most POS systems or point of sale systems um, have the ability to integrate into your website. And for most of them, it's a really minimal fee. Um, but I really think uh, right now is the, the time to, to be brave and be different. And one thing I know about the, uh, the veterans community is that uh, courage is, is your badge of honor, right? So um, I know uh, the veterans businesses have been incredibly courageous. I think Inland Wharf is another good testament on that. He, um, it, it's crazy seeing the, uh, the difference in, um, in uh, when I was talking to him in March and I talked to Robert Durant yesterday and it's like a whole different story. Um, in fact, uh, I'm gonna stop by to say hi and pick up some cans tonight. Um, but, uh, another good example of that too. And there are another, uh, example in the back to biz hits is, uh, California distilleries. Um, they made, um, they, you know, they did distilled spirits and, um, when this whole thing hit, they switched and are making, um, uh, hand sanitizer, they actually donated a ton of it to our back to business kits. So they have gone from being a distillery and a place for people to kind of congregate and hang out and so forth and whatnot um, to being a hand sanitizer, not only distributor and manufacturer. So um, I think the biggest thing here is just don't be afraid to take a different look at your business. And more importantly, don't be afraid to ask for help and get a fresh air, uh, fresh set of eyes on your business because um, I think in all walks of life and in all elements of life you know sometimes we get very myopic focus because we're so just trying to hang on in and, and get through these things but uh, there's this beautiful community and just great business resources around you that um, are here to help you all you got to do is ask so That's right
0: and I appreciate it and I heard that story about the uh, local um, winery that pivot their their messaging or, or the hand sanitizer, right? I was yeah. very proud to find out that's how, that was a local business. And I was like, yes, we're doing mm-hmm. something sure, to to really, you know, find a positive approach to continue on and stay in business, keep uh, our, our individuals employed and continue to grow in, and stay active. And so with that, Scott, I want to ask you, um, in your in your view as we continue to transition. And again, with the messaging today and everything else that is coming up as we continue to get updated on a regular basis on new, um, you know, what COVID-19 is looking like, what opening and reopening and all those different phases. What is something that you anticipate, uh, perhaps uh, challenges the business might face, immediate business, immediate challenges in the local level that that we can sort of, um, you know, help and support our immediate Businesses in the area.
3: So, I mean, the challenges are prevalent, and they're out there everywhere. Uh, I was just speaking a little while before this about a study that just came out from the International Council Shopping Centers, seeing that uh, about 1.6 trillion dollars in damages has been foisted upon the small business community, and two million of them are at risk. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, there are going to be some businesses that don't make it through this. Um, there are going to be some businesses that didn't either qualify for the funding that was out there or go after the funding that was out there or that the system just ignored them because it was overwhelmed and and, and they didn't get their application through for some reason or another. So um, the, the challenges are everywhere and, and for any business, you know, even the ones that have reopened and are starting to come back to life a little bit, they're not getting the same foot traffic that they probably did before. There are going to be some industries that, that aren't immediately um, being utilized as well and, and as much as they were in the past. Um, you know, there are going to be challenges in every single industry for every single business. And there are some businesses that have met the challenges and, and found new ways to do business, and Mike was describing some of those. We actually have a city uh, editorial piece that we do every twice a week uh, called Marietta Pivots, and it is simply about companies that have adapted and changed um, in order to show that they can still be successful in this current climate. Uh, we just finished our 10th interview for those. Um, and so... There are a lot of businesses that have found new ways to thrive, but there's a lot of businesses that are still looking for how they can thrive and how they can renew themselves and and bring their business back to where it was before. But, you know, the challenge of any downturn is that it usually doesn't come back overnight. Even if there was a vaccine tomorrow, the economy wouldn't be back to where it is tomorrow. It takes work and time and effort in order to bring our companies back to where they were. And so it's not there is no panacea. There is no magic pill. There's no, you know, one day it changes everything. But it's going to be a a process of getting consumers to be comfortable with the shopping experience for uh, businesses to figure out how to provide a safe and healthy public experience. And it's going to take time for both of them to kind of meet that. And that doesn't just stop at retail. I mean, office environments um, are are going to have challenges with figuring out how to have waiting rooms and and how to bring customers in. industrial is going to have a demand for space that they didn't have before in order to properly distance people. So it is it is across the board going to be a challenge for businesses. And it's how well businesses are being proactive in pre-planning and thinking about these things in advance that are going to help them get through the process as they move along. I wanted to make a quick side point on this, which is to say at one time here I had my mic muted while I was listening to Mike Monroe Mike with a Y. And Mike Naples and Mike Fisher all had put a little announcement on the bottom of the board that they're watching this on Facebook. So we have the the quadrology of mics all at one time. And I thought that that, there must be some kind of meaning in this. It is it is the mic show for sure. And there's Mike again.
0: And, and I, I was just thinking about it, it Must be there there's definitely some kind of a, uh, you know, um, lucky star there for the city uh, of Maria and Waldemar and, and all those entities to have those mics available. And now Mike, I thank you Scott for for that and, and sharing uh, a little bit of what are some of the challenges that we definitely look forward to, you know, working together with our small businesses and making sure that everyone is, is engaging and, and supporting and, and getting the resources that they need in order for them to get back in business. Now, with that being said, as you mentioned, mentioned, Scott, there will be a lot of businesses that will not come back in business, uh, a, a lot of well, business that will slowly start fading because of traffic. Um, Mike, I want to ask you, what is currently the uh, chamber doing in order for us to advocate and maybe perhaps identify policy that could help us You know, stay current and stay active and continue to proactively engage these businesses uh, at, at the more state level and, and, you know, to, to make good policies moving forward?
2: Well, believe it or not, um, the the Myriad Wildemar Chamber, while it's the Myriad of Wildemar Chamber in name, um, works both at local level, county level, state level, and federal level. Um, so, on the local level, as you can tell, we have an absolutely tremendous a uh, relationship with uh, with our cities out here. Um, we uh, we actively attend all of the uh, the city council meetings to make sure the business is is represented um, at the actual council meetings um but um the moving into the county level patrick is actually um on the covid-19 um economic riverside county economic Uh, Recovery Task Force. Um, So our CEO, as well as a few other CEOs like Emily from the Temecula Chamber, um, physically have a seat at the table there um, and are making sure that business voices are being heard by the um, policymakers at the county level. Because with the state level, it's it's pretty clear that a lot of the um, decisions are going to be put at the county levels based on the numbers that they have, like the attestation. Um, So it's it's really important that we have that seat at the table uh, because ultimately we can give that insight from a business owner's view in what the impact of some of these policies and protocols are going to physically be on the actual business community. Um, And then moving into the federal level, um, believe it or not, the uh, Save Small Business Coalition was actually um, started right here um, in partnership with uh, Nancy from the Greater San Fernando Valley Chamber. Um, We know her through the Western Association of Chamber Executives, um, which is this huge West Coast organization of chambers. um, And we all kind of work together to be the best possible champions for the business community. Um, So through that, that ended up actually getting some steam. Um, They partnered up with uh, ICSE or the International Council of Shopping Centers. um, And that thing has actually gone into the America's Recovery Fund um, that is essentially a similar to the post 9-11 recovery fund uh, that was put into place. Um, but it's it's there to help the business community on the federal level or on the national level, too, because um, they're projecting uh, greater than 100,000 businesses that are going to be closed forever um, and 39 million uh, Americans unemployed. So um, that's uh, something that, that still just warms my heart to know that it actually was was grassroots right here in Southwest Riverside County. Um, and if the biggest thing and, and you'll you'll know that you'll get to know this as you get to know me is I'm a big advocate just of, uh, of policy and exercising this voice that you have as an American citizen, which unfortunately, I think too few of us do on an active basis. Um, but if you'd like to be a part of the American Recovery Fund, you can actually take action and send um, letters directly to Congress um, regarding this fund. Um, And you can see that um, it is right here. It is americasrecoveryfund.org forward slash take dash action. And on that page there, you can directly send um, the effects um, on your business directly to Congress as this recovery fund gets uh, gets put in. Um, So this is all COVID-19 specific, um, but pretty much any and everything that's policy related, it's extremely important. Uh, for the chamber to be involved in those fields, because, um, you know, especially with all the business owners that I talk to, it becomes really clear that they are so focused on their business, it is difficult, if not sometimes impossible, for them to really be in really uh, exercise their voice, because, um, you know, if they, they put all that, that policy in, in, in presenting to council and presenting to, to policymakers just in general could be a full-time job, so we, we're happy to take that on, so.
0: Absolutely. And so some of those small businesses that maybe have to restructure their business practices or have to take a time off uh, in order for them to, to to continue on to go through this transition as we recover all together, maybe perhaps that is a good call, out, a call of action for them to get involved and advocate for others as well as themselves. And, and so... With that being said, Mike, how, how can we get a hold of you or Scott? I'm going to give you a, a chance to to wrap it up a little bit here as we get closer to our time. And how can we get together? Uh, how can we get a hold of you? And how can we support you additionally in your business as well as our community and overall? Uh, all right, I'll
2: go first. Um, yeah. So uh, the biggest thing um, I think are... There there are two best channels right now, our Facebook. Um, For some reason, this area just loves Facebook anyway, so make sure you check out our our Facebook link. Um, Again, both Heather, our communications director, and Patrick Ellis, our CEO, have been just amazing at getting this information out accurate and urgently. Um, Also check out our YouTube link, um, and you can find that through the Facebook link. I'm liking the dices that are going on there. And then the biggest thing is um, just search uh, for the Muriel wildomar Chamber of Commerce uh, on Google. Um, ask for Mike Monroe, the membership uh, in business development representative um, I've lived in this community 31 years. So if there's any, if I can't help you with something personally, I sure as heck know someone who can. Um, and just feel free to reach out to me. I take a lot of pride in the communication that we have. Um, and if you're considering joining the chamber, we actually have a veteran um, membership where you get uh, any of our veteran members actually get priority listing in our directory. Um, because I mean, again, some uh, some some gave some uh, some gave all kind of things. So uh, I want to do everything I can to uh, to be the best champion I possibly can be for the veterans community and for me, the staff, the chamber, and every business that we represent here in Southwest Riverside County. I thank you all for your service. It means the world to us.
0: Thank you. I thank you for that. And yeah, definitely reach out to Mike, Mike with a Y. So when you call, make sure you ask for Mike with a Y, with a y Mike Monroe <laughs> from the Chamber of Commerce and and Marietta. So thank you. And now what about you, Scott? How can we get connected with you and continue to develop business and or support you in the local community? Well, it's
3: really my job to find you businesses. But if I haven't found you yet, my apologies. You can get a hold of me through the City of Murrieta website, which I believe that we've given the link to. Um, And also, there it is. The Economic Development Pages has great information on it. If you're looking for resources or COVID response pieces, please look on there. And also the City of Murrieta Facebook page, which is constantly updated. We have a fantastic PIO, Robin Godfrey, who keeps uh, all kinds of information coming out on there. And furthermore, I didn't give you this, but I'll say it now. Any business out there who needs help in the City of Murrieta, my phone number is 951-640-4161. It is 951-640-4161. That's my cell number. You can call me anytime. We are constantly here to help you. Um, the, more than anything, we recognize that small business is the backbone of this city. It's what makes everything work. It's what gives parents the opportunity to work at home and stay at home and be with their kids and raise their families, put their kids in our safe schools, and enjoy our safe streets. So we really want to really reinforce that idea that we appreciate our small businesses, and we're here to help you. I am here to help you anytime.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And and of course, yeah, make sure that you call if that's the best way to get a hold, and especially right now during this time. So we have had uh, so many uh, virtual sort of um, format meetings and things of that nature. Sometimes it's a good way to just pick up the phone and make a good old fashioned phone call and, and reach out and, um, you know, Scott that way. Now, I want to give a chance to just very briefly wrap it up and see if you gentlemen would like to add anything, uh, anything out there that is uh, immediate call of action or business matters that we can help and support. And I'll go with you, Mike. Uh, Is there anything you would like to add before we wrap it up? Um,
2: Big thing, especially as we're moving into the reopening, make sure you uh, check out on the website or on the Facebook page, um, the U.S. Chamber's Ready to Reopen Playbook. Um, The U.S. Chamber has just been absolutely stellar in giving uh, these resources. They have some great materials on PPP forgiveness, too, because that's going to be the next big hurdle that we uh, we jump because, you know, people got the PPP loans and then they also have to be able to give the information back to get it forgiven. Um, So make sure you're especially looking at that. That's going to be extremely crucial there. Um, And with that, again, I just I thank you guys so much for uh, for giving me the opportunity for being on the show here.
0: Thank you, thank you, Mike. With a Y, so remember that. That's going to be on there on my mind forever, and I'm never going to forget your name at all, Mike Morona. <laughs> we what are
2: Being here at the chamber, so <laughs>
0: that's right. And we'll connect. With you, absolutely. What about you, Scott? What can we, uh, you know, add further to to help you and support you? Any immediate call of actions on your behalf?
3: Okay. So first things first, everyone out there, wherever you are, your small businesses have been hurt. They've been struggling. Please shop local. Please go to your local restaurant. Please go to your local retailer. Please support your local businesses in any way you can. Um, I want to thank both of you for the advocacy that you do. Uh, Laura, for the veterans, the work that you and Joe and Mike do is fantastic. just the fact that you guys are getting information out here and sharing it with the community has been fantastic Um, we've done some great events with you guys and I appreciate the work that you're doing for our veteran community Mike with the Y, the Chamber of Commerce has always been a great community steward but you guys have taken it to another level right now so just continue to support your local businesses remember what they've been through and if they have to charge you an extra couple bucks if you can afford it, pay the extra couple bucks right now let's get our businesses back up on their feet so thank you very much for the time
0: Thank you so much for your time. And yes, that's right. Invest in our local community because our local community is what really makes an impact. It's not just for ourselves, it's for our kids and the future and to make sure that our community continues to thrive and make sure that they are, you know, just growing and and we uh move forward with a healthy growth and i'm going to bring now back joe our ceo and founder so that he can give us a a quick wrap around and and close us in and joe what is going on and what is um something that you would like to share and we should expect for the veteran chamber of commerce side
1: (laughs) well i just want to kind of close with a huge thank you for the uh for our, our community um And uh, I'm really really grateful to be working with Scott, with Mike, with the Y, and Patrick, uh, and and Heather. I mean, their staff at the chamber is just so amazing. I love them all. Uh, They love coffee. I love coffee. We always join coffee. So they're just amazing people to work with. And, uh, you know, and... One, one of the main things for businesses that we, we are also looking for bringing this to the next level is we want businesses veteran-owned businesses to actually also start moving towards uh, contracts with cities in Murrieta the city of Murrieta the city of Manaphy are a very very supportive of, uh, of of veterans, but we want to take this to the to to a bigger, stronger level, and, and start giving our veteran-owned businesses more contracts, more opportunities to provide services. So we are working with Mike. We're working. Uh, there's that We're working with uh, um, with Scott to bring this to to the level of or compliance. Not compliance, but completion. So we have more veterans provide services to the local communities. Uh, I'm very honored to be working with Mike and with the uh, and with the MAC program, the Milli- military action committee, and being able to connect the military bases to our our chambers and to our cities, we do have the the, the VET connect which uh, Mike uh, and Sky, we discussed before, where we connect the veterans across the nation. But bringing this at the local level is extremely important because uh, it, it it takes a, a a coach to bring things to the to to the nitty gritty to bring things to the to to the here and now. So we'll be working, so keep an eye on that as we will be working uh, on getting uh, the veterans who are transitioning out of the military and the spouses and their family into connecting with the local communities, with the local leaders. So I'm looking forward to bringing these transitioning members to meet with Scott, to meet with Mike, to meet with Patrick, you know, and that way they get to know the local leaders. So um, I just wanted to give a huge, huge thank you for this leadership, it's a true honor to be working with you guys. I'm very thankful and and and, and please, and anything we can do to to support in your, in your staff, and your stuff, please let us know. We're always we're always game. <laughs> so thank you,
0: thank, thank you, you Laura, yes, absolutely,
1: Joe, your, your amazing job.
0: Thank you so much, Joe and. I wanted to just real quick, give it a, a big shout out to Michael Paul, who's watching, who's joined us today. Thank you, Michael and Michael Fisher. So it must be a mic day today. Uh, so make sure that you take that under consideration <laughs> when you go out there to buy your lotto tickets. Great make sure that you map board. it out for a yes. mic wording. Yes. So mm-hmm. I want to thank you and Beth Richardson for joining joining us. So thank you so much for that, for the support and for your comments. And go ahead, Mike, with a Y, wrap this up. Thank
2: you. And that's that's all I got. Make sure you guys check out the Facebook, though. The content there is is just amazing, and it's it's up to the minute. I mean, I, I think Patrick might have been one of the first uh, people to announce the attestation being approved, um, just altogether. And he did it from his car. It's it's just great content. Make sure you guys check that out. Thank you again. I cannot wait to be uh, to get this or the military affairs committee um, even further into the community. Thanks for saying that, Joe. Um, and just stay tuned. There's there's some great. Uh, there's some great things to come. I know it's dark times, but there's there's a silver lining and a big, bright light at the end of this tunnel, so...
0: That's right. And like I always like to say, things sometimes happen for a reason. You cannot understand in that particular moment, but maybe take this opportunity to restructure your business mindset and your approach. And then you have some great opportunities out here through Mike and Scott for you to be able to then, you know, connect and, and re-engage into a, a best business practices as well as with the support with the Veteran Chamber of Commerce. We're here to support you. And we have been able to really uh, pivot our, our messaging as well. And we have been able to reach out many, many communities across the U.S. So we are, I want to brag about our services and we have reached communities as far as Arizona, we are in Indiana, New York, I mean, you name it, we are really opening new chapters and day to day we are growing and connecting more veterans and military spouses and their kids. And if anyone interested in connecting and being part of the veteran chamber, there it is, our, um, become a member, it's free, like Mike said earlier, it's absolutely free and all you have to do is just submit your information and get connected and connect with us. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. And so thank you so much for joining us. And this concludes our episode five, Community in Actions, uh, with Scott and Mike from the City of and and Wiltomard. Um, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you.